Hi, I'm Kyle. And I'm Trevor, and uh, welcome to Catching Up on Cinema. Uh, If you're not familiar with the program, Catching Up on Cinema is a podcast wherein Kyle and I take turns introducing one another to films. Uh, Essentially what that means is usually we'll pick an episode wherein one of us uh, is intimately familiar with a film and wants to have the other one of us uh, watch it for the first time. Um, what we're doing today, though, is, <laughs> is something not good. Like, <laughs> this is not that, uh, so pardon the lengthy introduction, but what we're doing today is uh, something on the show we like to call Catching Up on Blu-ray. Uh, Catching Up on Blu-ray is a sequence on the show wherein we look at the calendar month of physical media releases and just uh, say a little something about anything that catches our eye. Uh, So in this case, we're going to be covering uh, the Blu-ray and DVD and 4K releases of the month of July 2019. Uh, For you physical media heads out there. Yeah, for people who like to put shit on shelves and occasionally watch it. (laughs) I buy buy Criterion Blu-rays like I buy books. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to watch this one day. I've never, I've never seen it. I don't know. What, I, I read the description. It's good enough for me. I'm going to watch it one day. That's kind of what I use this for. See, I mean, for me, that is part of the fun of, of watching films. Is I, I kind of like blind buying things sometimes. Yeah. It's just like, I, o- I only know a little bit about this. And I, that's enough to get me in- invested. I haven't been disappointed with a single thing I've bought yet. By the way, Hagazusa still on Prime right now. So, Okay. Uh, we'll, we'll have to get to that at some point. Um, so... Without further ado, let's uh, get to the month of July 2019. Um, If you're not familiar with the format, uh, most physical media releases occur on Tuesdays. Um, So July 1st, we have something called the Days of Noah, and this would be, I believe, a Monday release. So this is a off-day release. Yeah. I have no fucking clue what that is, so we're going to skip it and move on to July 2nd, which would be the first Tuesday of July, which would be the first proper release date and uh right from the get-go our first row of of film releases appear to all be foreign films um with some striking cover art uh putney swope or putney swope from 1969 uh dark satire in which the token black man on the executive board of an advertising firm is accidentally put in charge renaming the business Truth and Soul Incorporated. He replaces the tight regime of moneyed white ad men with his militant brothers. Soon afterwards, however, the power that comes with its position takes its toll on Putney. Um, sounds interesting for 1969. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a cool cover. It's, a, it's somebody flipping the bird with what appears to be a woman serving as the middle finger. <laughs> Beside that, we have uh, Le Dolos. Um, oh, it's from Kino, so that that's a good sign of quality. Uh, it appears to be French. Uh, French new wave icon Jean-Paul Belmondo stars as Cillian, a poker-faced crook who may or may not have squealed on newly sprung gangster Maurice Fauillel in this ice-cool noir from the great Jean-Pierre Melville. Uh, I don't know if it's good, but it's from 1963, and it's a Kino release, so there's a very good chance it's a classic that I just don't know. Um... What else we got here, Kyle? Yeah, nothing's really popping out to me. This uh, I was expecting July to be kind of a slow month because it's summertime and people are out doing stuff, not really sitting inside with their physical media. Um, yeah. I've never heard of a single one of these things. Uh, uh, 
I'm assuming you're going to go ahead and buy Escape Plan, the extractors, on uh, Blu-ray. Uh, I'm not going to buy it. I might rent it. But this is the <laughs> third es- <laughs> This is the third Escape Plan film. Uh, I think the second one was called Hades, and it was filmed concurrently with uh, the extractors, which is the third one. Um, Dave Bautista is on the cover. Yeah. He's in Hades as well. And uh, Hades had a lot of China fluffing in it. Um, there's some pretty big-name Chinese actors and Taiwanese actors in that one. This one does not have that as far as I know. <laughs> oh, it has Devin Sawa. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Points. Uh, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Long time. Uh, Jean-Paul, long time. Bel- Jean-Paul uh, Belmondo looks like the French Clint Eastwood. Uh, that seems to be the uh, depth of his... Uh, of his roles that he takes on, um, um, a, lot, a lot of leather jackets and revolvers. He is looking <laughs> straight Treat Williams and The Outsider there. Uh, yeah, he is. Uh, I like his jeans, the placement of them, how they're kind of high. That's a Treat Williams yeah. move. No, that's a <laughs> time, yeah. Uh, and also like the hand positioning. Um, um, what? I'm sorry to uh, to sidetrack us there. What is the name of that? Uh, the director of uh, Cell, Bro- Cell Block and Vince Vaughn movie. Uh, that you're super excited about because uh, he's directed that new movie with Mel Gibson and, and I think Vince Vaughn. And I yeah, don't, uh, Dragged don't, Across don't, Concrete. Thank um, you. Yeah, when are, I, we, when I, are I, we expecting that? Oh, that came out months ago, bud. Did it? Is it? Did you yeah. watch it? Did you watch it? I have not yet, Ooh. but I, I definitely want to. The director's name is uh, S. Craig Zoller. And if you're not familiar, um, he has a... Th- he has a, a knack for slow burns, um, and when when it burns, it goes full fucking inferno. Because <laughs> holy shit, uh, the the closing acts of his movies are just sensational. <laughs> um, the there's a difference between slow burn and boring, and I feel like people get those two those two mixed up. Um, uh-huh. You can still have an engaging film that's a slow burn. But Absolutely. Like, it's a slow burn, but it picks up at the end. But people are like, it's kind of boring, but then it picks up at the end. Do you need to, we need to make that distinction. Because uh, I have no problem with a slow burn. And that's no, I've been I, trying to find more horror movies to watch. And like, yeah, it's a slow burn, but it picks up at the end. I'm like, well, that's fine. Is it engaging? Is it is it good? Okay. Sorry. Yeah, I just had to I mean, cut that out. To me, actually, slow burn is like a term of endearment. Um because really, you wouldn't advertise a film with that quote unless unless there was a payoff, unless it yeah. actually worked, unless it actually added up to something. Otherwise, it is just a boring film. But if you can pull off that trick, um, makes for some some wildly entertaining films. If that's available um, for streaming, I might I might watch Batman and then I'm gonna watch that. I think, <laughs> or vice versa. <laughs> uh, it should be. I mean, it's it's been out for a little while, and I think it's at the red box at the very least um dragged across concrete that is um so moving right along we got a bunch of anime coming out because that happens every month because it's a goddamn industry and people buy that shit uh dragon ball super volume 8 um have not touched that other than the broly movie uh, jojo's bizarre adventure uh okos in I'm not saying anything about any of this stuff because I have nothing to say about it. Uh, <laughs> however, um, <laughs> Mobile Suit Gundam, the origin. Um, this is the uh, the second half of, uh, of the origin series. This is um, the subtitle on it here. It says the Chronicle of the Loom Battlefield. Uh, so this would be uh, where the origin series catches up 
uh, to the original Gundam series from 1979. Um, I'm very excited about this because it's uh, the first half of it was quite good, and uh, I'm a Gundam fanatic when it comes to Universal Century stuff. And this is this is a chance to see modern animation applied to a story that was written in 1975, uh, 1979, and originally uh, animated back then, jankily as fuck. <laughs> um, so. Putting a new coat of paint on it is something I'd actually really like to see. Um, what else we got here? Um, lots of anime. Uh, lots of anime. We're not even going to bother with that shit. Um, best of Enemies. What is that? Um, Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell and Taraji P. Henson. Oh, I remember seeing this advertised. Um, civil rights activist Ann Atwater faces off against C.P. Ellis, exalted cyclops of the Ku Klux Klan in 1971, Durham, North Carolina, over the oh. issue of school integration. Uh, that looks heavy. <laughs> yeah. Um, the I, cover I, doesn't I, make it look like it. <laughs> I thought that was fucking Mickey Rourke for a second. <laughs> I thought it was uh, Patrick Wilson. Oh, yeah, actually, with that hair. Um, yeah, that's a Patrick and, Wilson And with dude. those lips... That, yeah, that, that is a Patrick Wilson do. I like Patrick Wilson. <laughs> we all um, do. We, we all do. Except when he has Aquaman hair. <laughs> we just laugh and laugh and that laugh. That is great. Um, <laughs> um, ooh, ooh, 2017, dead trigger. That's Dolph. That, yep, that's Dolph. Dolph Lundgren. Don't, uh, I, I won't be watching that, but I mean, I I'm just glad me. to see he's still working because he... Dolph has a he has a per- particular performance style that sometimes it works. Like I don't know if you bothered to see Creed two. I've never seen uh, a single Dolph Lundgren movie, not a single one. Oh well, he's only a small element of Creed two, but uh, like Van Damme, his uh, his wrinkles have have done a lot to enhance his uh, acting capability. It's just it 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 just works, you know. Yeah. Like having this gravel voiced, wrinkly swede this <laughs> would be be all badass it just works uh so i don't really see anything else that jumps out at me for the, the week of july 2nd so let's skip on down uh to july 9th and right off the bat we have something for me <laughs> mothra from 1961 um i was never the biggest fan of the original mothra movie um it's directed by Ishiro Honda, who is the same guy who did the original Godzilla movie. Um, I didn't start to care about Mothra till I saw Godzilla vs. Mothra, which came out a few years after the first Mothra film. Um, needs to be said, Mothra was always my, my mom's favorite uh, Godzilla monster. And uh, the Mothra song is something that I memorized when I was a child. It's been with me my whole life. So I, I, there's a place in my heart for Mothra. Um, Silent Hill, Kyle. Uh, this is a re-release of it uh, from 2006. What What are your feelings on Silent Hill? I never finished it. I didn't get a chance to finish it, and I, uh, I think I was leaving uh, Harvard. I was leaving the our old job, and I had to give it back to you. So I I want to make sure I got it back to you. Um, I do, do. You want me to finish it? Because I need. I've been burned twice by horror movies this week, and it's really pissing me off. Uh, Autopsy, of, <laughs> Autopsy of Jane Doe was a disappointment. Hey, uh, you took that on yourself. I know, but see, <laughs> yeah, you was, didn't have to watch that, and you did get a good Brian Cox clip out of it. I, it was fuck. <laughs> it's the best. fuck. 
<laughs> fuck I've ever heard. Um, oh my goodness. Um, if you yeah, if you haven't seen Autopsy of Jane Doe, don't watch it. Just get just scroll till you get Brian Cox in the elevator and just watch that scene and enjoy the best fuck ever heard in cinema history. Um, but no, I got burned by another one, and hmm. I was just just extremely disappointed. The last two I've watched, and I'm like, well, I. I could I could probably finish Silent Hill. I might watch Martyrs. I think that might be the the one Ooh. I'm gonna watch tonight. Um, See, uh, I I haven't finished Martyrs, um, but I've heard it's when, brutal. When, when I was in my college days and I was perusing internet forums uh, about the goriest movies and like the most intense horror movies of all time, um, Martyrs was was one that was high on the list, and I never got around to it, but I've never forgotten about it. Um, I, horror, horror is one of those funny genres for me because it's like wrestling <laughs> I, uh, I spend endless hours reading about it but I very Never seldom watch it. it yeah I, I very seldom watch it so I appreciate it from afar uh, so if you, if you mention like a big horror movie chances are I'm familiar with it but I haven't seen it See, and, uh, I that's be the case s- with Martyrs I want to be scared, and I keep trying to find movies that are going to keep me like on edge while I'm watching them, and I can't find them. So maybe I just need oh. to I need to go for brutal. I need to get like really uncomfortable. Uh, I don't know. The, the well, last few I've been trying to find a good atmospheric horror film, and it's just it's not working. Well, I I put on the the episode list uh, fucked up shit. <laughs> I'm planning a, a a month of just fucked up shit movies. And uh, We Are the Flesh jumped out at me as something I'd like to see yes. expressly for the purpose of experiencing something fucked up. Every once in a while, I think that's good for you. Oh, um, Trevor. Martyr- oh, go ahead. There is a, uh, I learned today on Reddit, there is an entire genre of fucked up films that you and I have never even heard of. Uh, hmm. These are films that are from... These are obscure, like foreign films from like the sixty or from like the seventies, the eighties, um, and they are just garbage B movie horror movies. But they are brutal. Um, I found a few names and I looked up the trailers and looked up the idea behind it, and it is graphic, like hardcore stuff. So We Are the Flesh is probably a very tasteful spin on what these movies were trying to accomplish but i feel like we're the f- we're the flesh is probably going to be better than the stuff i was what's reading the, about what's the genre called oh no it's just it's it's just graphic horror movies where oh, there's okay. it's it, it's it's not a genre i'm sorry but it it the genre is fucked up horror movies but uh, <laughs> okay gotcha. that's that's what i was getting at like they they're they're okay. out there it's just they're hard to find and you really have to be like in that community to find them well um i know the the french uh the french in the early to mid 2000s were cranking out really 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 violent intense horror movies um like that's uh, where martyrs falls on the on the list i think that may have been spanish um but yeah it like similar oh it is a similar time period um and then what was it uh uh, Inside was one that I've always wanted to see. It's about Ooh. a pregnant woman home oh. invasion movie. It's apparently very, very brutal. Oh, Jesus. And uh, uh, High Tension was one I think you've seen. Yes, that's. I have not seen that. You would think that I have. I haven't. Um, I have. But... And, and uh, it, uh, it lives up to its reputation. Um, oh, wow. But <laughs> uh, obviously this is something we, we ought to get to on the show because we have a lot to say about it. Um, 
Yeah. Silent Hill is not gonna. It's not gonna scare you. Um, Damn it. It's a. It's a beautiful film in a lot of regards, though. Um, especially if you're familiar with the game that it's based on, uh, because a lot of the images and almost all of the music are lifted directly from the games, and it's from a visual standpoint, from an audio-visual standpoint, it's it's quite a trip. But it's it's uncomfortable at times. There there is some violence in the movie that's like, ooh, that was that was mean, um, <laughs> but. I don't. I don't know that it's a good film in the pro, in the you know the traditional horror sense. sense yeah. Yeah, uh, especially from the from an acting standpoint. I think the director is French, and uh, it shows a little bit because the 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 film is shot in English, and some of the performances are pretty stiff. Um, but anyway, um, let's move on. Uh, this Island Earth. Uh, I have never actually seen this movie without the Mystery Science Theater three thousand commentary on it. Um, it's apparently a good 1950s sci-fi movie, but uh, the Mystery Science Theater 3000 movie uh, used this as the movie that they did commentary for, and f- that was maybe one of the most important movies I saw as a, as a young person. My brother rented it from Blockbuster. <laughs> um, we got Hulk and Waterworld on 4K. No, thank um, you. Waterworld, Waterworld got that like super duper special edition release on blu-ray from arrow a couple months mm. ago um i think that had like the making of uh documentary and i would watch that I, I i said it before i may purchase that just for that because the making of Waterworld is a fascinating story i would like to watch that i would i would definitely watch that yeah if i pick it up i'll i'll, I'll get it to you somehow um moving on now we got the tough ones from 1976 that's a Fun cover. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Alphaville is that? Oh, that it is looks not like Mike, Michael Caine. I like thought Michael it was Michael Caine. It's too old. <laughs> the, the guy's too old for 1965 to be Michael Caine. But yeah. Eddie Constantine. I don't know who that is. I don't either. But it's from 1965. It looks like a noir. Uh, tough turf. Uh, yeah. Have you seen that? No, James Spader. Yeah, that's not somebody I uh, go out of my way for. Um, <laughs> and but Robert Downey. Robert Downey Jr.'s in there. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr.'s career before the '90s wasn't my bag. That's okay. that's just me. Uh, he was he was uh, having a different career. Yeah, he was doing a lot of like teen boob comedies and stuff. We well, did the Pickup Artist, which is god awful. That movie mm-hmm. sucks so much. Um, Back to yeah. school. <laughs> Uh, tough um, turf. Uh, he did. Oh yeah, he did uh, a couple of movies with Anthony Michael Hall. I know. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, I, I feel yeah. like uh, this movie's getting re-released now just because of the font, because kids these days like like that font and like yeah. those clothes. You can probably um, pass on this, kids. No, I'm I'm not gonna bother with that. But uh, beside that, we have our first Criterion release for the month, I believe. It's uh, the BRD trilogy. What is that? I don't know. Um, Go for it. So, oh, Fastbender. Um, a podcast that you and I listen to um, makes mention of this director every once in a while. Uh, so the f- looks like Digipack, The Marriage of Maria Brown, Veronica Voss, and Lola. That's Those are four names. but <laughs> <laughs> um, So these appear to be uh, Fastbender films. Um, I'm not familiar with the director, but apparently they are they are known. Uh, among certain circles, uh, and obviously this is a Criterion release, so it's probably worth your time and money. 
Oh, um, yeah. Beside that, we have Pet Cemetery on 4K. This would be the 2019 Pet Cemetery. Um, have you seen the original, Kyle? I have not. I have not. Uh, I've wanted to, and I wanted to watch it with Steph, but she's like, no, it's going to be too scary. I'm like, it's not going to be scary. It's an 80s horror movie. They weren't scary, okay? <laughs> um, I... I enjoyed it. It's it's not a, again not in the traditional sense. It's not a good movie, but uh, has that Stephen King magic to it, where it's like, it it strings you along. Like you, you don't feel like you're wasting your time. You're you're caught up in it. And there's some images, and there there are some images in that movie that are are memorable for sure. Uh, I don't. I have, I've heard mixed things about the remake. Um, it probably sadly I heard. Yeah, I mean, it. the marketing for it actually looked not bad. And I, I like Jason Clark. He's not he's not a selling point for me, but I've never seen him turn into bad performance, except for maybe a Terminator Genwysis. Um, sadly, I heard John Lithgow, is a, he phones it in a little bit, which is surprising, because he's usually very reliable, and I love him. Um, and I love yeah, him. I, I love him. He's great. He yeah, sells me he's, He sells me soup. <laughs> he did soup commercials and and I I bought into it. Um but yeah, I I'll probably end up like watching this when it's free. I I won't even go to the trouble to <laughs> when it. I won't free. even go to the trouble to rent it. No, um, I wouldn't. If either. it ends up on like Amazon or something, I'll watch it. But other than that, I'm not going to bother. Um Moving on down, we got Dead of Night 1945. Uh oh, it's another Kino release. Probably good. Um that's a striking cover for sure yeah uh, it looks like like an old-timey like wood carving or something like a wood block print or something uh an architect senses impending doom as his half-remembered recurring dream turns into reality the guests at the country house encourage him to stay as they take turns telling supernatural tales huh uh again 1945 kino probably good um Oh, another Criterion release. Uh, Europa, Europa, 1990. Yeah. That's a striking cover. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> Why you gotta have a name like that? Agnieszka Holland? <laughs> yeah, that's how you say that. Oh, it's a... Uh, oh, no. World War II. Yeah, I was gonna people. say, there's a, there's a In- Star of David on a Criterion release. Mm-hmm. Where did you think mm-hmm. this was gonna go? <laughs> yeah, uh heavy shit i'm sure yeah uh, yeah so beside that we have high life uh yeah. starring robert pattinson it has a rotten tomato seal of approval so they're trying to sell it they're trying that to sell it kyle that doesn't that's that's like the sticker that says this is not good <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's the exact opposite of what it says it says it's excellent you should dump all of your money into this yeah i don't um, think so i think i think i saw a few clips from this and it actually did look interesting it looked like a hard sell, but it did look like it looked like whoever made it uh, had something they wanted to say with it. Um, we got some trashy shit like Hard oh, Ticket yeah. to Hawaii, um, Savage Beach, and Picasso Trigger. I would not be surprised if these were uh, Andy Sidaris. I'm pretty sure that is the guy who did Hard, t- hard Ticket to Hawaii. Um, it's basically softcore porn mixed with action movies from the 80s. Nice. Um, very very uncomfortable to watch in a group. <laughs> uh, in a group I had setting. my yeah, uh I 
I had to like reach for the fast forward button a few times when we were watching Hard Ticket to Hawaii. I was like, "Hey guys, this is great, but uh, not not along. you know, along. not 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 with yeah, not with a room full of dudes." Buster Keaton collection. That's kind of cool. Some of his stuff is amazing. That cover for the extraordinary world of Charlie Bowers looks kind of fun. Wow, 1918 to 1941, so that must be like... Really like old. A, a, yeah, that must be like a, a career summary of some sort. Um, da, da. Peter Pan from 1924 from Kino? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that's... It, I was not aware that that film existed. <laughs> no, I, I did not either. Uh, it's, I think it's a girl playing Peter Pan, which must have been... I've, I've seen that reprise before. I've seen... Like uh, like theater productions where the girl plays uh, a girl plays Peter Pan, Peter Pan. This must have been yeah, inspiration they, for it. They did that with that uh, that live performance thing they did on on like NBC or ABC or one of those channels where Christopher Walken was Captain Hook. Yeah, they did it with uh, Hook too in the in the school play. Yeah, that's right. Um, ooh, the Annihilators. That's a cool cover. Nineteen eighty-five. Yeah. Right. Kino? Kino? <laughs> <laughs> Upon his return from Vietnam, an ex-soldier finds his neighborhood has deteriorated badly and is being terrorized by a vicious street gang. He calls some of his GI buddies and together they hatch a plan to rid get rid of the gang. So the Punisher with his buddies. Wow. That sounds extraordinarily lowbrow uh, for yeah. a Kino release. <laughs> sounds awesome though. I'll probably watch it. <laughs> Lonesome oh. Dove, which I thought was a series, wasn't that a series? Uh, I, it says, it says I don't. Nineteen eighty-nine. I think there's a movie. I, there must have did a series as well. At least I think. Could well, be wrong. The run. No, it is a series. Uh, okay. It says the runtime is three hundred and seventy-four minutes. I I hope that's a series. A mini series. <laughs> a mini series in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Transit. That's a. That's a cool cover. Yeah. Uh, Transit. From Music Box Films, uh, When a Man Flees France After the Nazi Invasion. God damn Nazis! Yeah. <laughs> he assumes the identity of a dead author whose papers he possesses. Stuck in Marseille, he meets a young woman desperate to find her missing husband, the very man he's impersonating. Uh, I will not watch that. Nope. <laughs> uh, there's not much else Whoa. that I would watch. Yeah, what? Johnny Depp. What? Yeah. What is that? Uh, probably unwatchable. Uh, I should hope so, but I wasn't I wasn't aware of this existing. The, the exactly professor why it's probably from unwatchable. <laughs> uh, yeah, a, co a college professor lives his life with reckless abandon after being diagnosed with a terminal illness. No. So John Johnny Depp in real life, but he's not sick. <laughs> I could see him. I could see him having cancer. I, I'm waiting for it. He's yeah. And uh, with the way he goes about things, yeah. Um, a little smoking, uh, a little drinking. Uh, uh, little, which looks unwatchable. Mojin, do you know anything well, little, about Little? Little, I think, is like reverse big. <laughs> it's like a, it's like a remake, but it's reverse big. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Loving Vincent, that's a re-release. So, would have had. Oh, the stranger Ooh. beside me, um, Ted Bundy stuff. Everybody More Ted Bundy that. stuff. Everybody loves Ted Bundy. <laughs> he stuff. really is having a moment right now. I'm, 
I don't know what it is, but like people love serial killers. <laughs> um, and yeah, that appears to be the end for that week. The rest of it's just kind of anime just and concert videos. Garbage this month. Yeah, let's move on down to July 16th. Uh, first major release uh, is Shazam on 4K. Don't even know what that is. Uh, this would be DC, uh, DC Comics's uh, Captain Marvel. Um, actually, the character is supposed to be named Captain Marvel, but due to uh, like <laughs> legal <copyright> reasons, licensing <laughs> issues, yeah, due to legal reasons, uh, any property uh, featuring the character needs to be titled Shazam. Uh, this I, I've heard is actually quite good. Um, it looked like Superbad meets a superhero movie or something. Uh, is it, have you heard it, anything? Is it any good? Yeah, no, I've heard it's actually very good and underappreciated. Because um, it, it's a small movie. It's like it's low budget for the most part. Um, it's it's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Big, where a, a young boy uh, gains superpowers that make him like Superman, but with magic powers. And he turns into this adult character that you see on the cover here. And it's about him, like, leading this dual life as, like, a an orphan that lives in an orphanage with his orphan friends. And then uh, turning into a superhero every once in a while. So it's kind of like a Rookie of the Year or something. <laughs> um, I, I've heard it's a lot of fun. Uh, I might actually watch that. Um, beside that, we have Moon on 4K. I still have not watched it. This is one of those movies where... Uh I know what I need to be in the mood for. I, I kind of get the tone, and it's just it's hard to be in that mood. You know what I mean? When you're mm-hmm. trying to deload, it's not a deload kind of movie. Um, but I've heard it's really, really good, and I will get around to get around to watching it. I thought it was good. I didn't think it was really, really good. But um, Sam Rockwell can't go wrong. I'm a I uh, I'm a big Sam Rockwell fan, so I will probably too. really uh, like it. <laughs> uh. The director, Duncan Jones, has had a interesting path. Because uh, he made this, and then he like made Warcraft, and then he made something on uh, Netflix. So he went from like having this, this tiny movie, Moon, that was ultra-critically cr- acclaimed to making this big, giant CGI fest in the form of Warcraft. And if not for the Chinese film market, it would have flopped monstrously. And <laughs> he's kind of in limbo at the moment. <laughs> um, I think that was like... David Bowie's son or something? Duncan Jones? Uh, uh, beside that, we have a Criterion release. Uh, Clute? Clute? Uh, from Clute. 1971. Uh, Donald Sutherland in the 70s. Can't go wrong. Oh, yeah. And Jane Fonda. And Jane Can't Fonda. Go wrong. Oh, Roy Scheider also. I like uh, him. Um, cool cover. Very 70s. Criterion. Probably worth your time. Yep. Uh, from the Earth to the Moon. Uh, that was something I remember being on... It was forget if it was hbo or if it was just on like basic cable but that was a good time i enjoyed that i might actually go back and watch that um that was like in the aftermath of apollo 13 like interest in space was was really up at the time so uh, tom hanks i think uh, dumped a bunch of money into financing it it's a big Mm. deal uh what else we got here uh another criterion the baker's (laughs) wife from 1938 uh, okay. <laughs> yep, it's I'm a, fine. Not the mo- not the most thrilling cover. Probably not gonna watch it. Uh, no. The chill factor uh, from yeah, from I saw that. Anchor. The chill factor. Uh, so we had last month we had a uh, a skiing 
slasher. This appears to be a snowmobile <laughs> slasher. <laughs> very cool, very cool. Um, the fuck is going on with this cover for Strays? It's from Shout Factory, so it's probably garbage. But it's from 1991. It appears to be a cat smashing through a door. And they say cats have nine lives. Will one of them be yours? <laughs> okay, Jesus. so it's killer cat, killer cat movie. Okay. Um, what is this? Ash is purest white. Uh, this appears to be a Chinese film. Um, I've heard the title. I know nothing about it. Um, Cohen Media Group. They're they're a distributor that I'm starting to see pop up more often. Wow, yeah, this month is not great. It is not um, great. <laughs> that cover for a uh, fast color is, I mean, that's kind of cool imagery. Uh, Break Breakthrough, the the very 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 Christian film, uh, starring Looks that like it. that that lady from that show, um, and uh, the man who was Luke Cage, who is now unemployed, <laughs> Mike Mike Coulter. Um, oh shit. Scott Adkins, Abduction. Uh, this is a Roger Corman-produced film um, starring Scott Adkins and Andy Ohn. Um, if I remember right, they worked together on Black Mask 2. Um, this looks terrible. Um, you may you may have to look up a trailer for it just so you can see how terrible. Uh, terrible to the point that I, a Scott Adkins fanatic, will more than likely just skip this one. Oh really? Uh, I, it it looks bad to the point that I just can't do it. Um, and yeah, even the prospect of him and Andy Ohn, uh, who is also a very very talented martial artist, having a scene together, it's like, yeah, my, may maybe I'll just like wait till somebody puts their scene on YouTube and just watch that because <laughs> the rest of it looks terrible. Um, so I think that's about it for that week. Um, yeah. Let's move on to July 23rd. Finally something. Jesus. Yeah, we got... This is a big week. This is a very big week, in fact. July 23rd. Mark your calendar. Um, Alita Battle Angel on 4K and 3D. Uh, this is the Robert Rodriguez adaptation of the manga slash OVA, uh, Battle Angel Alita. Uh, for some reason, they decided to flip the title. Not sure why. Um, this was one of those uh, anime that... In, in the blockbuster era of, uh, of anime was was a big one um, and unfortunately the the OVA like the animated form of it uh, was only a like a couple episodes long and really did not get into the story at all um, but the combination of the aesthetics and the setting and stuff made it kind of special so I haven't seen this movie but uh, it got very 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 mixed reviews and I'm actually kind of curious I'm very curious to see what they do with it because it, it covers a lot of themes that I don't know resonate with me um, and I mean it's got fucking cyborgs everybody likes cyborgs <laughs> and Robert Rodriguez when he is when he comes to play like if he's all in on something he he can turn out some great work and Christoph Waltz man <laughs> yeah I was kind of burned by Spectre so Oh yeah, well, Christoph right. Waltz doesn't carry the same weight as he did. Yeah, you you learned that he can indeed phone it in. <laughs> he has it in him. Um, but that's something that I'll probably end up renting, just to see what's up. Uh, Weird Science from yeah. 1985. I I haven't seen it. Oh um, yeah, that's a fun one. I'm not, that's a fun 80s I'd, movie. I don't know that I'd blind buy it, but you and my brother have mentioned it on the show 
numerous times and it makes me feel like fuck fuck i gotta see that and the goonies i'm falling yeah down. it's <laughs> it's insane to me that you haven't seen the goonies it's really shocking and that it's it's not gonna capture it's you're not gonna get the magic now watching the goonies because as a kid it is your kid fantasy of finding treasure and these oh, yeah. kids fucking do it it's just not gonna carry the same weight but you need to watch it. It's an important part of our culture, and you should be ashamed that you haven't seen it. So. <laughs> You're a bad person. Yeah. That is all. Um, uh, so do the so right. Yeah, I would say do yeah. the right thing. I know it's a Spike Lee joint. Um, is it say? Is that what it says at the top? The Spike Lee. It does. Yeah, it does it say does. Spike Lee. They're joint. doing it right. They're doing yeah. it right. Uh, I've never seen this. Um, honestly, I haven't seen hardly any Spike Lee films, uh, but I know of them. That's that's kind of where he is with me. He's like, I know of his films, I know a little bit about them, but I've never actually seen uh, many of them. My brother was really up on that one. I, I remember him trying to get me to watch it when I was young, but I never got around to it, unfortunately. Uh, that, we have... I didn't realize 1984 came out in 1984. I did I mean, not know that. Some some producer knew what they were doing. Like That's John. a good way to build hype. John Hurt, and then whoever plays the lady he bangs. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever seen, I don't know if you've ever seen this, but um, I'm afraid of rats. I don't like rats oh. and mice. And this, you, you, you've seen the scene, right? You know the yeah, scene I'm talking I, about. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I watched this in school. In yeah, school, I, I did too. It gets me every time I, I think about it. I'm like, fuck that shit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I might rewatch it. I haven't seen it in a long time. I really, I remember liking the book. Uh, but uh, the doors, Oliver Stone's The Doors. Yeah, this uh, one's important to you, right? I love this movie. I've seen it several times. Um, probably my favorite Val Kilmer movie. Um, yeah, he he does such a good job uh, doing uh, Jim Morrison, and even his singing is pretty good. Uh, I I highly recommend. You should definitely own this. Um, I definitely think it's worth a watch. Um, but yeah, if you buy it, you'll you'll definitely you'll definitely get something out of it. And if there's any special features on here, I'm sure you'll you would probably like the uh, casting crew, like uh, any kind of interviews that they have with Val Kilmer or Oliver Stone. Wow, I'm looking at the cast: Val Kilmer, Meg Ryan, Kyle MacLachlan, mm-hmm. uh, Kevin Dillon, and Michael Wincott. Michael Wincott, yes. Wow. Um. So, one thing I should point out to you is that uh, this is a 4K release. Uh, mm-hmm. So it remains to be seen if it if it holds up to the the visual standard of 4K, um, but in very 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 small print underneath the title of the film it says the final cut. Oh, uh, interesting. So I don't know if there was a director's cut, but it sounds like there likely was because the way it's advertised, if you look at the detailed view of this film, it says one movie, two cuts. Uh, so apparently there's a theatrical and. Uh, some other form of the film. Interesting. So maybe maybe you might want to look into it. I might. <laughs> um, um, so moving on down, we got Hell Hellboy. Yeah. Uh, the 2019 David Harbour Hellboy. Uh, this was directed by Neil Marshall, who we covered his one of his other films. Uh, that would be Dog Soldiers. Um. Yeah. Uh, that that was part of why I wanted to do Dog Soldiers. My brother posted, when we posted Dog Soldiers, he was so excited. He's like, you guys did Dog Soldiers? That's awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, he was, really, he was really happy about that one. Oh, um, wow. I'm glad I did not, that. 
I didn't know that he did Hellboy. I have not heard good things about this movie, and I really like David oh, Harbour. Yeah. No, I've I've heard it's not very good at all. Um, I don't know. I don't How know do you, that it was the right time for a Hellboy movie. It wasn't. It wasn't the right time. Well, they were if they were trying to finish it, then it should have been Guillermo. But I just think yeah. that they're like Ron Perlman's too old. Guillermo's he's just gonna be too big. Like he's just not gonna do it. Uh, He's really, really trying to get this H. He's trying to get this at the Mountains of Madness going. So he, he's not going to commit to the third Hellboy. Um, yeah, maybe it was just a. He was just too busy. They were like, "Well, let's reboot it. Let's do another Hellboy." Yeah, they should have waited. This, this, this stinks of like a rights issue or something. Kind of like that uh, Roger Corman Fantastic Four movie. I didn't watch like, that. If we don't, if we don't, well, nobody has. It was never officially released. Um, the only I have a documentary about it actually another Wait, uh, movie about making movies. Is it the Miles Teller one or the old? No, old no, that's one? fan. That's Fan Forstick. Uh, this one was from 1990, I think, or 1994. Oh. Um, it was a movie that was produced for the most cynical of reasons, in that the only reason they made the film was to retain the intellectual property rights. Mm. Um, so, basically, in order to secure in order to continue sitting on the Fantastic Four, the film rights to the Fantastic Four, they had a, a deadline wherein they had to produce a feature film of using those characters. So they contracted Roger Corman to make something on the quick and on the cheap, uh, just a Fantastic Four movie, and then they just never released it. So as long as it existed, um, they could retain the rights to those characters, so it's just it's just a way to sit on. It. The same thing happened with the Amazing Spider-Man movies, where it's like Sony wanted to continue owning Spider-Man on film, so they made a movie. Didn't matter if it was good; they just needed to make a movie. Hmm. And this stinks of that, where it's like, oh shit, it's been a while since we had a Hellboy movie. It's like, uh, we we want to keep holding on to Hellboy, right? It's like, uh, yeah, let's make something. <laughs> it's like. Let's get the dog soldiers guy. <laughs> Let's get the dog soldiers guy and the Stranger Things guy who is yet unproven to be able to carry a film. Um, yeah, uh, it stinks of that. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. But as far as I've heard, it's not very good. Um, but moving on, uh, Pacific Heights. Holy shit. Uh, I might end up buying this. I feel like I've um, seen this when I was a kid. I just don't remember anything about it. So my... My parents uh, rent properties to people, and uh, I remember my dad telling me like this movie is important. <laughs> like, <laughs> if if you ever if you are ever somebody who owns property and and serves as a landlord to somebody or something, you need to watch this movie because um, the way Michael Keaton manipulates the law and does awful things to this property, it's a uh, it's cringe-inducing. <laughs> it's a very, it's a very good uh, thriller. Um, I, I kind of, I kind of really like this movie. <laughs> it's weird, but I like it. Um, uh, Missing Link. Uh, this movie was not marketed very well at all, uh, but this is a Leica Studios uh, stop-motion animation, and they're just amazing. Like their work is just incredible. Uh, so, I probably won't end up watching this but I really ought to, and the rest of y'all should too, because stop motion's amazing. <laughs> uh, oh, is that Willem? That is Yes, Willem. I think this is his first uh, film role. 
uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think you're right, because I remember that, that video you had me watch yeah. of him talking about it. He told the director that he knew, he was doing theater at the time, and he told the director he knew how to ride a motorcycle, and he didn't know how to ride a motorcycle. Uh, yep. <laughs> um, and what is he what is he riding on the cover of this film? A motorcycle. A motorcycle. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, but they're just like, we got to get this guy in a movie anyway. Um, I need to see The Antichrist. Uh, that's been on my Ooh. list of things. Yeah, I haven't is seen that, that. Is that Lars Van Trier? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I knew some folks that were really into his work, and... Uh, challenging does not begin to describe it. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have not taken it upon myself to dive in just yet, but I'm forever fascinated by his stuff. Um, um, Critters Attack? Oh. Is this a, like a, a sequel to the Critters films? Yeah, this is from 2019. Um, Kyle, why do you not have Shudder? Uh, I, I know... I know I should, but should. the problem is is that it's a service that I would have to pay monthly for that I, now I can actually use because my girlfriend doesn't live in this apartment. Uh, I can actually <laughs> I can actually enjoy watching horror movies anytime. And now that you mention it, this is a good time that I could invest in that. Yeah, uh, you might want to consider it because it is tailor made for you, and they're producing a lot of original content. They're doing that that slippery shit for a. Uh, they're making a lot of interesting horror stuff that is only available there for now. Oh. Um, and I, th- I want to say this movie was produced through Shutter. I could be totally wrong with that, but I do know that they're producing a lot of original content, and it just seems like something that would would work for you. Well, there's a couple of horror movies on my list that I was gonna watch, and they're like, no, 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 no. you have to have Shutter to get that. I'm like, well, motherfucker. All right, uh, fine. I'll well, pick it yeah, I, I would, you know, maybe take it upon yourself to look over their their catalog and like when when it rotates to the point where it's like wow that's a lot of stuff i want to see maybe like grab it for a month um moving on down we got master z the Eatmon legacy uh i already own this because i'm one of those guys (laughs) (laughs) i've owned this for several months now i i went i went out of my way to import a blu-ray from hong kong and uh this movie's not very good (laughs) Uh, it does feature dave batista uh he acquits himself quite well although i was massively disappointed by the fact that he doesn't really he doesn't really do as much like wrestling type moves as i would have liked to have seen um because i mean max zhang is a talented martial arts performer um but he's diminutive and when you put him next to dave batista you know, it's it's a big guy and a little guy. You need to have the big guy, like, throw the little guy around, like, ragdoll yeah. him. But he doesn't, and it looks clumsy, because it's like, why the fuck doesn't he just power bomb him, or, like, Batista bomb him or something? And, in fact, that that was one thing that really irritated me, was he actually picks up Max Zhang in, a, in, in like, Batista bomb fashion. Uh, so, if you're not familiar, Batista's finishing move as a wrestler was called the Batista bomb, and it's a sit-down power bomb. And he picks him up, like, like in the perfect position to do so, and he doesn't do it. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, why did you do that? Yeah, it, it was very disappointing. Um, the choreography is, at times, pretty good, but never remarkable. It looks cheap. Um, this, this is a spinoff for the Ipmon movies proper, and it feels like it. Uh, I was pretty disappointed with this if you couldn't tell already 
that's enough of that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what else we got here? A bunch of re-releases. Even even this anime is mostly just re-releases. Uh, so let's skip on down to the last week of July, July 30th, and bam! Right out the gate, we get something big that I am probably gonna buy. Glory on 4K. Low, 1989. Low, low, low. <laughs> oh my lord, lord, I tried to explain. I tried to explain to Steph how this gets stuck in my head. She's like, "How does it get stuck in your head?" I'm like, it just does. Okay, I don't well, know when why. they get to the. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, <laughs> when they get to the. Mm-hmm, yeah, it really you get into kicks it. In. it really kicks <laughs> yeah, in. Yeah, this you is get, a, you feel it. <laughs> I would suggest people watch this. Uh, I mean, you should watch it. It's important. Uh, <laughs> Matthew Broderick is not fit for this time period. No, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> you get to see something fascinating. I remember this very distinctly. You get to see a nervous Denzel Washington, which mm-hmm. is not, it's very uncharacteristic of characters he plays. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember why he was nervous in the film, but I remember seeing him like, oh, he's nervous. Denzel's never nervous. He's always very, very confident in whatever he's doing. It's not what you like know, that. it's what you can prove. It- <laughs> Shit's chess, not checkers. <laughs> It'll be in Pelican Bay on 23 hour lockdown. Love it. Uh, I love Glory. It's a fantastic film. It was like one of the best movies I ever had to watch in school. And uh, man, there's just so much to it. Like, I think James Horner did the music for it. It's like one of the most beautiful slash haunting scores out there. The, the boys' choir that they used for a lot of the tracks is just. Um, unbelievable. Um, Carrie Elwes is very charming in it. Oh, I forget. Like, like you said, Matthew Broderick is probably the weakest component of it. Uh, they they should have gotten anyone else. Like especially Anybody. because he's I th- he's supposed to have kind of like a southern twang on his voice too, and he just can't pull it. It's like him. It's like Keanu doing a British accent. It's just it just doesn't fit. Um, but Morgan Freeman, Denzel, Andre Brower, they're they're all fantastic in it. And I've said it many times. Um, I think this movie was actually what taught me what acting was. Um, the scene when Denzel is getting whipped. And oh. he's just staring into into Matthew Broderick's soul. It's like, whoa, I feel something. And I was really young when I saw this. And it was just like, whoa. Like, I, I, I'm feeling something watching this. And uh, I'll never forget that. Um, so this is something I probably will buy day one. Um, what else we got here? Uh, the Quartermass films. Uh, these are movies that I'm I only know by name, but apparently it's like a it's like a decently long-lived franchise, like the very long-lived franchise. In fact, it's it's kind of like a like a serial or something. Uh, I'm not familiar with it, but I see the name pop up a lot, and it's it's something that I've always been curious, like what it actually is. Uh, humanoids from the deep uh, that cover is awesome but i can tell you right now that that cover does not do that move i'm sorry the movie does not do that cover justice uh oh yeah no this this is the 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 rapey merman movie right i'm not familiar with this i kind of i'm kind of interested in it though it looks like uh looks like it could kind of be fun uh, it's i think this is another roger corman film uh, i saw this long time ago when i was obsessed with aquatic monster movies and uh, it's uncomfortable at times because I think it is the rapey merman movie, 
Um, but some of the makeup effects are kind of cool, and it's it's good trashy fun if you can get past the more uncomfortable parts of it, which I'm sure a lot of people can't. Um, Turbo, a Power Rangers movie from 1997. I never saw that. That was around the time I kind of gave up on Power Rangers. I, I feel like there's a thing with, with TV, especially kids' television, where as soon as you get to the point where you make a movie, that's where I check out. Yeah. Like, that's usually the turning point. Like, as soon as you make that movie, I stop caring. And that's kind of what happened with Power Rangers for me. As soon as we had Ivan Ooze, as soon as we had that shitty CGI, I stopped watching. <laughs> um, Bojack Horseman, do you watch that, Kyle? No, I've heard good things about it, though. Um, I've, I've heard it's funny. It's Will Arnett, I believe, does the voice of uh, of him. And he's... I like Will Arnett. He's very funny. Um, but yeah, I haven't really watched it. Uh, I'm finishing up... Uh, we're, we're in the middle of this season of Archer. And as Ooh. I said, I've been trying to watch some more anime. So I haven't really mm-hmm. uh, put any uh, American... Any other American cartoons on my uh, on my watch list, but I'll probably end up watching this when it's all finished. Okay, uh, I've heard guess. it's I've heard it's very dark, but also very funny. Um, but obviously, I don't have Netflix, so I'm not watching it. Um, Long shot, Seth Rogen and Charlize Theron. Um, this looked like fun. Um, it did. It looked like good, cute fun. Because we just watched Young Adult. I don't know if you've seen that uh, with Charlize Theron. I have. I love I have. it. It's, it's, it's good. It's, <laughs> um, it's uncomfortable, but it's good. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, but yeah, this looks like a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, I, I've seen quite a few. I've seen quite a few of her movies. Um, she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't usually disappoint. If you if you can look at one of her movies and you're like, oh, that's probably good. You're probably right. And I I think this will be fun. But I haven't well, seen it yet. The only one I've I've heard like the only one that comes to mind anyway that I've heard nothing but bad about was Aeon Flux. Oh no, I did not think that was gonna be good. Yeah, no, everybody could tell. <laughs> um, beside that, we have Hellmaster from 1992. That I, it's an interesting cover, but I wouldn't call it good. No, it's not um, a good cover, but it is interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's from Vinegar Syndrome, which I think is like a, a boutique uh, Blu-ray distributor, so it must be like a cult cult film of some sort. Uh, Play Dead, beside that, is also Vinegar Syndrome. Also an interesting but not good cover. Um, looks like maybe a killer dog movie. Um, uh, Domino from 2019. What is this? Brian De Palma? Fuck! A Copenhagen police officer seeks justice for his partner's murder by a mysterious man. And it has... Is that one of the Lannisters? That is. That is and, Jamie Lannister. And Guy Pierce. Um, Ooh. Oh, oh, I've seen a, I've seen a trailer for this. Um, but holy shit, I didn't know it was Brian De Palma. I hate the cover. It makes me not want to watch it. It looks... It's so nondescript. There's just nothing there. It just looks like garbage. It looks like... Like yeah, when it, when people are part of a major like a major series are doing other movies like when you see Dave Bautista in a movie <laughs> when he's not doing Guardians of the Galaxy you're like oh I don't know if this is gonna be any good yeah um, it, it it looks like one of those in between like yeah. direct to video movies that somebody made on their lunch break that's not a good, Dave Bautista's not a good example but this is when you see Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones like oh he's in a movie like yeah, it's probably not good. Uh, <laughs> Oh, uh, by the way, speaking of Dave Bautista, um, that Stuber movie, uh, yeah. 
they released a clip of it uh, featuring Iko Uwais, uh, the guy from the Raid movies and Man of Tai Chi. <laughs> um, and they also put out a poster for it, and he's third build. I was like, holy shit, really? I appreciate you reminding um, me who he is each time because I do not remember. I Well, I've anticipated that, obviously. <laughs> so without skipping a beat, that's why I do that. Just I've to remind you. I've completely forgotten that movie. Uh. Good for you. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, the Big O, the complete collection. I might actually buy that because that is a solid anime. Um, second season, as far as I recall, was produced... Um, it was produced on demand um, from American audiences. Mm, uh, so they made the first season, it was purely a Japanese production, and then it was very well received and the story kind of tapered off and didn't go anywhere. And then they put it on TV in America on a Cartoon Network, and it, it did killed. well enough that, yeah, it did very well to the point that uh, some, some production group or something in the States uh, threw some money at the Japanese animation studio and said, hey, give us more. Uh, so it's an interesting uh, case of a show being continued for uh, reasons outside of like the original what, creator's demand. What's the premise? Would it be something that I would enjoy? Uh, it's like Dark City. Ooh, um, where really? In, where there's a whole. It's like a city wherein, like, there's a chunk of time that's just lost, and people just keep going about their day. And then uh, the main character has a big giant, like, steam robot that he punches other big robots with. And the animation, I think, was a. Uh, I think it was done by the same folks that did the Batman animated series, although oh. um, several degrees uh, better in terms of quality. Because as far as I know, there aren't that that many episodes, and some of the animation is brilliant in it. Why did really they take fluid it? Stuff that really pissed me off that they took it off of Prime. Oh, Batman the Batman animated, animated series. Well, I mean, um, they had to sell the Blu-ray. They they did it before they uh, released it on Blu-ray. So they're like, no, 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 no. We can't let people be watching this for free because we had to charge them for it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know why, but the timing suggests that maybe Warner Brothers wanted to wanted to get it away from Amazon or something. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe Warner Brothers has like their own streaming service or something they want to get going. Everybody's going to have one eventually. <laughs> Correct. Uh, uh, Ugly Dolls, 2019, sing-along edition. Um, I think this is like... I think I, I read that this was like an animated by a Korean studio um, and it's not good <laughs> but apparently it's based off of the, those 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 toys the ugly dolls um, everything's getting the movie now um, the intruder this looked fun <laughs> this looks like so much stupid fun it looks problematic it's is what it looks like is what it, it looks like it looks problematic, but holy shit, it looks fun. Just the concept of Dennis Quaid as evil bigot neighbor <laughs> terrorizing yeah. young, young hot black couple. It's like, that's amazing. On paper, that just sounds immensely entertaining. Speaking of young and hot, what's going on with this chick right next to her with the uh, oh, with the red lead. hair? Yeah, yeah elf, elf and lead. Uh, I saw the first episode of it because I had a friend in like high school that so i mean just looking at the cover you can tell this is targeted yeah. at teenage boys um Correct. so in high school this was this was hot shit especially when you know we're in america and anime is hard to come by and then you find this on the internet of course you're gonna watch it 
Uh, so my friend was really up on it, and I was like, uh, this is making me kind of uncomfortable, guys. Don't really want to watch it with the group of dudes. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, it's, it's incredibly violent, um, and then, like, the, the portrayal of the lead... The lead, yeah, it's very sexual, and the lead character is also like portrayed as like borderline autistic, and like childlike in mentality. So it complicates things even further and makes it even more uncomfortable. <laughs> it's really uncomfortable. Yeah, um, it's it's garbage, but it's garbage that a lot of people really love, um, and it mixes those weird genres where it's like it's like a sci-fi, fantasy thing with lots of nudity and intense violence but then like the core of the storytelling is about like young people that are exploring their feelings so it's i've heard it described as the feels the the show <laughs> so it's very melodramatic very emotional and it's definitely something that if you can't tap into that if you don't have that young person's mentality and ability to like buy into the drama of silly things you probably won't get anything from it uh, which is why I haven't bothered watching it. Because <laughs> I don't have that tool anymore. I lost it. Um, beside that, we have The Swindlers, which is a Korean film. I think heist films always clean up in Korea, and I think this is no exception. If I, if I remember right, that one made a shit ton of money. Mm. Uh, beside that, we have The Island, which is a Chinese movie. I don't know this one, but that cover art's pretty handsome the color palette's nice um has a bunch of actors i don't know that's nice um rupan uh when my brother was living in japan that was their nickname for him uh because he had short hair and sideburns just like rupan mm. and he was thin <laughs> uh, a bunch of tv stuff el chicano uh this is produced and written i think by joe carnahan who at one point in time was like a f kind of a big deal in Hollywood. He did The Gray, but then uh, he did uh, The A-Team, and then we don't talk about him as much anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. That A-Team is awful. It's bad. It's um, so bad. Yeah, it, it doesn't deliver on any front. It's not funny. It's not clever. The action's kind of anemic. Uh, casting is interesting but i wouldn't say inspired because like liam neeson isn't a good fit for that role uh quentin jackson rampage as as ba baracus was not bad i'll i'll give him that and then bradley cooper's just like slumming it he's not really contrib yeah. contributing that much it, it, it was just not a good movie but el chicano i remember hearing a lot about this because it's supposed to be like a a mexican-american superhero movie which is something mm. that i'm utterly shocked has not happened yet uh you know given get demographics and money to be made and stuff um as far as i know it kind of came and went though didn't really succeed on any front <laughs> so it's a thing that happened maybe we'll try again later in fact guaranteed we'll try again later um fat a documentary <laughs> from 2019 uh Okay, so it's about it's about health in America. There's a lot of documentaries about that subject. Um, so yeah, I, I don't really see much else going. Oh, here, uh, Marlon Brando, uh, a street a streetcar named Desire. It seems like we can't go an episode without talking about Marlon Brando. Seriously. Um, so this is from 1951, Warner Brothers Archive Collection. 
Uh, and I think that's about it for the month of July. Yeah. Um, Kyle, did you see anything that you would run out to grab? No. Uh, or anything you'd go nuts for? Not even the doors? No, because I've seen it enough times that I'm like, I'll just try to find a way to stream it. I'm not going to buy it. Um, or I'll just wait for somebody else to buy it and borrow it. But no, nah, not enough for me to buy. Yeah. Um, I think the only one I'd I would buy at this point is uh, Glory uh, on 4K. Uh, that one definitely jumped out at me. Um, and then a couple of things I might rent, but that's about it. Uh, yeah. So July is kind of a bust. Um, and I think you are right. It probably does have something to do with the nice weather and people yeah. probably not being as prone to sting. Oh, never mind. Uh, Gundam The Origin. Uh, I will oh, buy there that. You go. Because uh, I, I already have the first half of it, and I am excited to see the conclusion. And that's July 2nd, so that one right around the corner. Um, but yeah, uh, that was our catching up on Blu-ray for the month of July 2019. Uh, thanks for listening, and uh, I guess we'll catch you next time. Yep.